The following Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast is based on real events from the history of American crime. Some of this imagery might be upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. We are recording in the middle of October now. It is still 2019. It's very possible that this won't come out until 2020. So if you have anything you want to say to the future, I think this is your your chance. I think we should probably all apologize to the future <laughs> for whatever <laughs> whatever dumb things are happening right now. Dear 2020, <laughs> we apologize for those past three months. Yeah. I have no idea what we were doing. <laughs> Right, and things are so crazy too. Like something terrible could happen tomorrow. Like, oh damn it! <laughs> Why did I say that? Why did we waste our time on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say hopefully it's not a burning cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, there's gonna be something Trump related that's like has a very specific D and D solution to it. Did you, did you see that he's on Twitch right now? They're doing, they're doing a rally for him on Twitch. No, no. And with with emotes. Oh, Christ. I, I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> My soul died. So we're, so we're moving to Mixer, I guess. <laughs> and we're giving up on Twitch as a possible sponsor for our fledgling little podcast. <laughs> what are you doing, Twitch? Be better than this, Twitch. I already had to take Facebook off my phone and delete Overwatch. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. So this is like a time capsule of late 2019. <laughs> We're all super depressed and about to have a very sad game of D and D. I guess. At least we all have power. That's true. Yeah, you've got to deal with with rolling blackouts. <laughs> uh, no, because I live I live specifically in the part of the neighborhood that's controlled by Big Corp. Therefore, oh. we have power. Okay. Big if you want to go down that conspiracy theory, <laughs> oh. yeah, like, of the way in which that strip of uh, power has been shut off, where yeah. I'm in that line that's not. But that is uh, the process has been so complicated that I've had multiple friends get random text messages, mm-hmm. and then their power shut off six to eight to twelve hours later yeah. because whoever's in charge of these messages isn't actually it's an automated system that's not tied to the ground workers. So, so just like, oh, we might get you. We don't know. So you are you are playing right now in like the prequel to Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yes, uh, call Keanu. <laughs> I don't know. I need some help. Yeah, my oh, name man. is my name is Samurai. Oh man, if we could get Keanu into the game, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Keanu, if you're listening, we could really. Carlos can't be here. <laughs> and... We got a spot for you, right? Over. Yep. <laughs> anyway, okay, so. We we left off, and the episodes where we left off haven't aired yet, so Tom doesn't know. 
Tom hasn't had the luxury of of meeting Barnabas yet. Um, who's who's my new favorite NPC? Um, he is the <laughs> yeah the people like Joey Greenhorn, but really, I think Barnabas Club needs to be a thing. Get some Barnabas Club <laughs> shirts, like a cupcake in the middle instead of the skull cupcake, and like a couple of swizzle sticks or something. Barnabas Club. <clears throat> he is the uh, assistant manager of Death by Chocolate, and the he is location? yes the <laughs> the cupcake. And you can get all kinds of just odds and ends at, at Death by Chocolate, we have found. Zafira is out today. Uh, the bakery has been tabbed to host a book signing by Miriam Gratain sometime in the, in the immediate future. And so since the building just sustained some structural damage, I think, to put it very, <laughs> very optimistically... She is she is out trying to, you know, get the building up to code, get some extra seating, all the supplies. Miriam Gratain's people have given her a a laundry list of things, you know. Just she's probably got like the worst writer ever. Oh, for sure, like the <laughs> the bowl of just green M and M's, right? Only the certain kind of Sour Patch Kids. Seedless watermelon with the seeds on the side. That kind of thing. Right? The rider from hell. So, she's out taking care of that. And Nim, we need to figure out where Nim could be right now. Maybe it's better if we we don't know where Nim is. Since it's it's possible that Carlos could jump in any second. I threw my phone down somewhere. We're on Carlos' watch. <clears throat> um so Nim had to uh to bail probably in a very suspicious way <laughs> making it seem like you know don't don't even worry about it I'll I'll be right back he's going out for cigarettes and ice cream he'll be Uh-oh. he'll be right Uh-oh. he'll be right back for sure yeah, no, no. <laughs> 10, 20 years <laughs> come back Shane <laughs> Maybe that's what like would be a portal story. He walks back and yeah, I was gone for five minutes. Excuse me. <laughs> oh man, if we could figure out a way to make this like to portal this game up, I think that's that's just the the right kind of like happy apocalypse that I could use right now. <laughs> so Solar has had, you know, your job is pretty thankless, you know. You you go from crime scene to crime scene. Witnesses are very rarely forthcoming. Evidence, if you can find it, oftentimes disappears. Either literally disappears because it's magic of some kind, or disappears in the sense that some corrupt cop in the in the in the force the force um, has has absconded with it somehow. Um, or your partner, Rusty. Um, you know that Rusty's on the take. He's not always super useful. So the last time that we saw Solar, he was dealing with this very bizarre crime scene. Um, yep. <laughs> the murder of uh, Mr. Tate, who had been found dead in the entryway of his home. I mean, he had some pretty severe scorch marks on his chest and his neck and face. And trying to investigate the scene with this kind of clown car of weirdos. 
you're getting a weird audio <laughs> feedback, at least on my headphones. I don't know if it's your mic or not. I'm not sure. Just maybe a, I, maybe got too close to it. Yep. It was like a... Huh. Well... If it if it comes out in a podcast, then it's just like my beatboxing moment, I guess. Excellent. I accept I accept this term. Yeah. It's only fair. Right? It's part of what makes the show unique. So at any rate, uh Solar got called or was was at the Tate investigation dealing with these these couple of strange people who were trying to sneak in. One he he briefly detained and then let go and then got called off to another investigation where there was a report of a body found at a pawn shop that seemed to have um, died brutally. And so you and Rusty got there, and uh, you opened the the door to the pawn shop. There's a little bell that that rings. And the place is kind of trashed, but you, you don't see a body. And the owner, like, denies anything. Like, she... She kind of appears out of nowhere, and she looks really frazzled. And so you you feel like you've wasted your time in this whole call. And you, you know that's something that happens in backfire, right? People wasting your time. So after that, a couple of days, there's not a lot of leads on the Tate thing. Nobody's really coming forward. Nobody at his studio is really helpful at all. And so you decide to take the edge off a little bit we know that law enforcement has a fondness for baked goods i don't think that's stretching the imagination at at all um and so you decide to take a trip to a little place called death by chocolate (laughs) okay yes okay just making sure okay so solar walks into the bakery and he is met by um a very exuberant young man um, who is, he is, he's wearing, um, like a, a black suit and he's got a floral print apron over it. Sure. Um, and, uh, he sees you walk in and, uh, he says, um, officer, welcome to death by chocolate. What can I get you? So our, like, looks around the room, takes it all in, you know, as is usual. And he's a little bit more optimistic about it because, like, this is a hyped-up spot. It's been talked about. He's been told by good people. He's heard the rumor. He looks over and goes, well, what's today's special? Today's special. We've got some fresh out of the oven, some oatmeal raisin cookies. (laughs) He hears your groan, and he's like, "Nobody ever likes the oatmeal raisin cookies." I don't, I don't understand. <clears throat> We've got a, a fine, a dazzling array of treats over here, a dazzling array over here. Um, they've got all kinds of samples of um, just like individual slices of cake. Some of it looks really appealing. Some of it looks like it might be made. It might be made out of some kind of meat or offal or something. <laughs> There's been a new market for that. Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, as you survey the offerings, you see one of those. Well, there, you see two people that you recognize, and you know them from from different places. Um, the first person you see uh, is Percy Gritz, who was part of the Tate investigation the other night. Who? Uh, <laughs> 
Slightly detained, right? Yes, slightly. Yes, a, a little bit of detention happened. <laughs> yeah, like an in school kind of thing. <laughs> and so you see Percy, and I imagine Percy has probably got like two cups of coffee at the same time, <laughs> or two cups of something at the same time, and is like kind of like hovering over them. And then you see somebody who has been a kind of a confidential informant for you in the past, which is Alos. Okay. And this is why it's good that Carlos isn't here, because now Carlos doesn't know this. And Carlos, <laughs> Carlos can text me in 2020 when he finds out about this after we see him at PAX Unplugged. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're talking about. He'll drive out here and punch me in the face. Uh, okay. uh, so, do you, I have any pre-established uh, code phrases or interactions with my CI? I would imagine so, but I I think that's up to you two to figure out how you want to play that. Uh, what's my CI? What's the? What, do I know the character? What's the character's name? Alos. Uh, Alos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so Alos, do uh talking. To you as player, not as you as character. Uh, I will let you take the lead on any form of uh, interaction that we have, because I know that I'm supposed to be a cop that's seen a lot and done a lot, so I would, I assume I would have a good rapport with my CIs, but I'm going to leave this one up to you on your creativity space. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to meander, I'm going to continue meandering around the, uh, the space, looking at all the kind of food, taking it all in. Uh, eyeballing very warily the the meat based food products. Okay. Going, I feel that one, and then proceeding to uh, walk towards my CI. Okay. So, Alos, you see uh, Solar kind of give a disgusting glare at a piece of cake that looks like it's some sort of brain that's been molded into cake form. Um, Barnabas has been having like. Uh, the incident that happened before with the vampires has really opened up a whole new like world of creativity for him, and he's really he's really living his best life now. Because we kind of like Elsa in her ice castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally! Oh, that's great! I just had this image of him like in his flower in his floral print apron, like covered in gore, just <laughs> like spinning around like the sound of music. <laughs> Okay. And I'm probably uh, I'll I'll just intentionally fail the check. Okay. Uh, but I'm trying to be like, oh shit! No. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Uh, I've moved from the uh, terrifying food to uh, the triple chocolate selection. Okay. Yeah, Barnabas is kind of like. I think he's, like, stalking you. <laughs> like, staying just, like, a couple of steps behind you and, like, letting you get ahead. And then he takes, like, a few steps really quickly to catch up. He, almost, like, reading your mind, produces this really, like, decadent triple chocolate cupcake for you. Sure. Is this a restaurant or a bakery? Is there, like, tables to sit there? Are, there are tables. Yep. There okay. are tables. Uh, I proceed to... 
uh, nod my head in appreciation, give him the whole, you know, a little gruff. Um, underneath my arm is, you know, the morning, uh, this version is morning of the, the broadsheet or newspaper that's mm-hmm. actually at hand, so I know what's going on. Yep. I'm gonna, gonna sit down, uh, see, I kinda hope there's a coffee skewed type of thing floating around. Mm-hmm. Uh, proceed to sit down, enjoy my, uh, my, uh, my items and take a moment to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he he produces the uh, the standard black cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet. And in my in my inner pocket, I pull out some sugar because I carry I carry that. <laughs> okay, a little you sweet. Never know when you need sugar. A little sweet and low. You never know. <laughs> and backfire at Splenda, but the Splenda is even more unhealthy for you. <laughs> it does even worse things to your liver. So Splenda, don't sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're burning bridges left and right tonight. <laughs> okay, so Solar is—he's um, got his sugar, his and his caffeine, and his extra sugar. Uh, Percy, what what do you think about this? What's Percy Gritz's reaction to all to the scene that he's just seen unfold? Uh, Percy is sitting with his—he's got a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and a cup of tea. Okay, because he can't figure out which one to drink yet. <laughs> So he's just sitting there. Okay. He just kind of looks up, sees Solar walk in, waits for a little bit, because person remembers what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watches Solar take a seat, and person just goes, "Oh!" And it just keeps sitting there. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Little, Percy's uh, Percy is working. Percy is... Percy's working his own job. <laughs> in his, uh, his unofficial, his officially unofficial position of, uh, private investigation and, uh, death by chocolate slash cupcake loss prevention. <laughs> forgot that he was loss prevention. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, alright. Yeah, right. Percy's had... Listen, <laughs> Percy has had some... Some significant personal growth <laughs> over the last sure. few months. He's got it. He's Checks working. Out. He's a working man now. Makes sense to me. So, um, Percy, you would notice that Solar didn't pay. He didn't pay for his his coffee, and he didn't pay for his cupcake. Oh, uh, okay. And Barnabas didn't didn't um, ask him for anything either. Okay. So. So it like dawns on him a little bit later, like like you know a couple seconds after he makes his initial initial judgment pass, and then uh, he just kind of sits up and he's like just kind of like resigned to do this. He's because Barton doesn't care because he's because you remember you know you got this book sign coming up, so half of his already addled brain is thinking about that. That's what you want in a loss prevention officer. Somebody who doesn't care. Like he cares, but always selectively in about certain things. <laughs> who cares sometimes? So, uh, is Barnabas still around, or did he float off to the back? That's a good question. I think uh, Barnabas probably wouldn't want to be caught staring at the cop. Um, so he, yeah, Barnabas would have gone to the back. Okay. Barnabas is definitely in the back. You probably hear him like banging around. Doing God knows what back there. Okay, so uh, well, 
person gets takes another cursory glance around it just kind of huffily gets up you know his chair just kind of squeaks and skids back a little bit and he goes to put it back to the table and it just says screw it it just walks uh walks it back uh to get barnabas's attention okay um i flipped the page <laughs> all right so solar is reading the backfire free press ironically named because it is entirely state run <laughs> of course uh <laughs> <laughs> Every article is written probably by a member of the Bonaventure family um, or um, somebody who's married into the family or somebody who uh, is, I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> without having to name names, without having to name drop any other networks, like it's, it's the equivalent of that in paper form. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff about how great um, Prince President is. There's a lot of stuff about they're expecting a festival. They're expecting the the Sun Festival in about three weeks' time. Um, the Sun Festival happens once, um, roughly once a month. Sometimes it goes longer. The city is in a um, a prolonged drought in terms of in terms of darkness. So their their best predictions say that the sun will be back um, in three weeks' time. Um, it usually comes back for a day or two when the city shuts down and there's this massive celebration. Um, so they expect that hopefully soon. You see some articles about, you know, they're they're building the Navy <laughs> up. Um, they've got all kinds of naval theory. And then there's some there is some stuff in there about, you know, like the crime watch. The murder of, of Mr. Tate would have been something that would have been covered and this investigation's ongoing and, and stuff like that. Back uh, behind, or in the in the the kitchen area, um, Percy, you see uh, Barnabas um, scrambling to hide something. Okay, so Percy sees this, and he just kind of sighs, and he goes, "Yeah, are those Minotaur bones." <laughs> Barnabas looks up, and he's like, "Not so loud." <laughs> <laughs> shrugs, goes, oh, okay. And then he goes, he like just kind of says a little lower. He goes, "Is uh, did you cop that guy for the his coffee and everything?" Yeah, yeah. I, I, we don't need. We, you know, I, I don't want him looking around. I mean, you after what happened the other day, you know, we don't want any questions. We don't want, you know, Zafira will, uh. She'll be serving me <laughs> next if they find if anybody finds any of the stuff that she's got stashed back here. So let's just have him fed, let him read his newspaper, and get him out of here. Can I? Are they talking loudly or whispering? No, they're whispering. Barnabas, Barnabas would not be. I think he'd be like shout whispering, right? <laughs> like just have to get him out of here as quick as we can. Go out and distract him. <clears throat> Something like that. Um, and me, and Percy, me, goes, <laughs> Percy goes, well, all right, but uh, if I have to summon the Invisible Man again, I'm be very pissed. And he just walks back <laughs> up. Um, while all of this is happening, Alos is still just kind of crouched behind the counter. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Alo, or I would try to kind of duck out and... Uh, again, I think the the nerves of seeing Solar would 
would would probably cause me to uh, to to fail the check and just kind of stumble out from behind the counter. Okay. And nearly like run into his table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Solar, you you saw this like <laughs> this strange sort of I don't even know how to describe it. Tumble, I guess. <laughs> uh, failed parkour. I don't know <laughs> what okay. Halos did, but as you walked up to him, he he recognized you. He dove behind the counter and uh, hid for a second, and now has um, reemerged and um, accidentally knocked into your table. Okay, uh, I tilt the newspaper like uh, with my right hand a little bit so I can like peek. And I look over, and I go, today's Wednesday. Your check-in's on Saturday. And then I snap the paper back out. Hey, Solar, read any good books lately? (laughs) I totally haven't killed anyone, I swear. I flip it back down. Remember, we've talked about your, uh, there's no need to talk about your delusions. (laughs) Hi again, everybody. This is Dr. Andy Wilzag. I wanted to say thanks again for taking time to listen to the show. We really appreciate it. The reason why I wanted to make Strength Check into an actual play D&D podcast, um, when there are so many other actual play shows out there that are probably um, way better than anything that I could do, is I want to draw your attention to a project that I'm a part of here in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're calling it Play for Progress. And the idea is to use D&D and eventually, hopefully, probably other tabletop games to help middle school and high school kids who are struggling with mental health problems or addiction issues or who feel alienated or isolated in some, in some way. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has been hit really, really hard by the opioid crisis. This part of Pennsylvania has a very high alcoholism rate. And this part of Pennsylvania is diversifying very quickly. And there are those who have capitalized on that to try to create more conflict between people. So we have a lot of kids here who are alone and who are suffering um, and suffering mightily. So what we're doing and the point of this message now is to just let you know that we are raising money to make Play for Progress a sustainable force for good in the northeastern Pennsylvania area. Um, If you have even $5 to spare for us, you can go to gofundme.com slash playforprogress with hyphens between the words, so play hyphen for hyphen progress. Um, And anything that you can give us will go a long way towards making us sustainable. Thank you.